Hello, hi, good morning, listeners. It's a bright, lovely, sunshine morning from where I am broadcasting from today. How are you keeping up? I hope that you're still keeping strong and well in the Lord, because I tell you, the warfare in March has been intense. Ever since the end of February, and we hit into March. There has just been this shift in the atmosphere, and many prophets of the Lord all over the world has been feeling a similar tension and atmosphere shift. Not to worry, God is the one that is activating all these changes. It's like God turned the page of the world history, and we enter a new season, a new era. So the warfare has been intense. There's a thick layer of demonic chatter going on, creating anxiety, creating panic, creating shutdown situations, creating lethargy, creating hopelessness. Be very discerning during this season, and differentiate the real changes that God is putting into place, putting into positions. Versus the smoke bombs and the fogginess of the chaos that the devil is trying to capitalize on. Very exciting times are happening. You see this in the real world: the conflict between Russia and Ukraine, and there is a spiritual war going on as well between the realms of the heavenly kingdom and the kingdom of darkness. And all this unsettlement causes the agitation and the tension that you can feel in the atmosphere, even if you are non-Christian. Christians who are listening, I want to remind you of a very important season that we are in right now. We need to get on board with what God is doing. In the end days, it is very important for us to listen to the Holy Spirit, who is our commander. So that we move as an army, as a body in the direction of Christ that He is moving us towards. There is a divine strategy and a divine ingathering. And in this season, there are some strongholds that are getting broken, some barriers where chains are getting broken, and freedom given supernaturally. To some people who have been imprisoned by the devil for many years, this is your season to get on with the movement and the dynamism of God. All right, and if you feel very tired unnaturally, if you feel just so lethargic that you can't get out of bed, and you feel like your body is shutting down, and you don't want to do anything except to lie in bed, lie at home. That is a witchcraft attack as well on the body of Christ. It is not you. Your body is not dead. Your body is not breaking down. It's not getting old. It's not getting weaker. It's a demonic attack. So break it off, you. Pray and worship when you don't feel like doing it. Break off the lethargy. Bind the unnatural tiredness. Call it out for what it is. 
bind it with the blood of Jesus and break it off you. Our life giver is God the Son, so it helps to if you take in the life of Christ and you breathe in the life of Christ, it will energize your body spiritually and physically. Depending on the season of attack and the level of attack on you, you may have to war like this in the spiritual for a few days, for a few weeks, until the season is lifted and God has binded the principality causing this. Alright, what a long introduction. I just feel like I need to say that immediate things that is facing us right now. Very exciting times. Are you excited warriors of God? Now today I'm going to teach you from Daniel 2 about King Nebuchadnezzar's dream of the statue. God says that this formed the foundational studies of eschatology which every warrior of God should know. And I gave you a big word, eschatology. Don't worry about that, that's very simple to understand. It just means the study of the end times, the end days, the final judgment and what happens to our souls and our spirits when we die. And you're going to be proficient in the end times eschatology because you're dedicated students of God. Come on, you know that the world is getting into trouble by themselves, the physical wars, the economy is in a very bad shape for those economists who can read the signs and the culture of the world. There will be a time where your study is going to come in useful because you are the remnant, the people of God, the beloved of God. And Jesus is going to give you the keys and the knowledge and the revelations to help the lost and the hurting and those who are searching for God in the end days. I believe that's why God brought you to hear this podcast. God is teaching me at the same time that He is teaching all of us because He knows that you love Him and that's why He wants to equip you for the months and the years and the season ahead. And you're going to become more like Christ as you study His Word and worship Him. A strong and stable foundation with revelatory knowledge and wisdom. A beacon of hope and light to the hurting and those in the dark. And showing by your overcoming that it is possible to overcome in the end days. That irregardless of circumstances, in fact, the difficult circumstances bring out the true quality of the person. A shining light, a jewel, showing that our God is real. And the Christian faith stands up under pressure. Let's go into our Bible study of Daniel 2, referring to verses 31 to 44. I suggest that you go back and you turn to that part and you read it for yourself. And I will highlight the verses and explain them as we go along. King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream where he stole a statue. 
and it was a very grand and fearsome and impressive-looking statue. That's why it struck him so deeply. I will describe the statue. The head of the statue was made of pure gold, and the astonishing thing was that the chest of it and its arms were made of another metal of silver. And then it becomes more startling. The stomach of the statue and the thighs were made of bronze metal, and from the legs down, its legs were made of iron. And going down to its feet and its toes, it gets even more mind-boggling. Its feet and ten toes were made partially of iron and partially of clay. What a strange statue! And why is it so impressive and awe-inspiring? Why is it made of all these materials, and what does it mean? If you are intrigued, like King Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel, the prophet of God, gives the interpretation through the Holy Spirit revelations. Daniel understood that this statue depicts a time period in world history. And each part of this statue that is made of different materials depicts a different world kingdom empire that will come on the history. Now you must understand that the Babylonian kingdom existed in 605 BC, and there was a time when King Nebuchadnezzar received this dream, and Daniel lived during the time. None of the world empires that Daniel is going to explain existed as world empires during that time, but this is a showcase of the Bible revelations in action. And we who live today have the bonus of being able to look back at what happened in history, and it is as what Daniel prophesies. So we think that is no big deal. But during that time, I can assure you, it's a big deal, because Daniel was prophesizing such crazy things that nobody can imagine. But it did happen accurately, as what the Bible predicts. And now we are in the similar situation again, where the Book of Revelations will also prophesize about seemingly crazy things that will happen in the end days. And nobody can fathom that these could really happen, but I challenge you: if the Bible was totally accurate in the past hundreds and thousands of years, it will continue its accuracy into the future. That we cannot quite comprehend now, but those who have the hindsight of living in the future days will then look back and realize, as we do now. That the Bible was pretty accurate. In the statue saw by King Nebuchadnezzar, there were five different materials that each part of the statue was made of. What are these materials? There was gold, silver, bronze, iron, and clay, in successive order. I'm going to explain to you what each of this matter. And the parts of the body represents the world kingdom. The gold head represents the kingdom of Babylon, which existed from 605 to 539 BC. 
This is cross-reference to Daniel 2 verse 38, where Daniel says, King Nebuchadnezzar, you are the head of gold. Second world empire that will arise after Babylon is depicted by the silver chest and arms. This refers to the Medio Persia kingdom that dominate the world from 539 to 331 BC. And I cross reference this to Daniel 5, verse 28. During the last days of the Babylonian Empire, where Daniel prophesies to King Belshazzar, Paris, your kingdom, Babylon, has been divided and given over to the Medes and Persians. Next, we go on to the stomach and thighs of bronze, and these represent the Greece Empire which dominated from 331 to 168 BC. And I cross-reference this to Daniel 8, verse 20 to 21. The ram which you saw having the two horns, they are the kings of Media and Persia. And the male goat is the kingdom of Greeks. The large horn that is between its eyes is the first king. And now we move into the last part of the statue, the world kingdom that is represented by the iron legs. And that refers to the Rome Empire, which dominated from 168 BC to 476 AD. And I cross-reference this to Luke 2.1, which says that in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This refers to the first Roman emperor Caesar Augustus. And he was ruling Rome when baby Jesus was born, and he decreed to do a census for the purpose of collecting taxation. Therefore, by the emperor's edict, Joseph and Mary went out from Galilee to Bethlehem to register in the census. This fulfilled the Bible prophecies that they left their hometown of Nazareth and traveled to the city of Bethlehem, where Jesus was born. I also offer to you Luke 3 verses 1 and 2, where it mentions the Roman emperor that ruled during the time of John the Baptist's ministry. The Bible says that it is the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was the governor of Judea. And it was during this time that the Jews turned over Jesus to Pilate and accused him of misleading the people by claiming himself the Son of God and the Messiah, the Christ. Jesus was crucified during the time of the Roman Empire. And you know that the Roman Empire, it didn't really get conquered by another world power. When the Roman Empire was in decline around 476 AD, the last emperor was Romulus Augustus. Because the Roman Empire was too large and weak, he allowed the barbarians, different barbaric tribes like the Goths, to come into the territories and the borders of Rome and settle there. 
so that they intermingled and integrated with the Roman Empire and provided mercenary protection of the Roman borders. So the Roman Empire was diluted in that way. We are currently living in the world history period of the iron and clay feet. The geographical location is now Europe. In today's modern context, we're looking at the region of Europe. Some of these countries include Russia, Germany, UK, France, Italy, Spain, Ukraine, Poland, Romania, Netherlands, Belgium, Czech Republic, Greece, Portugal, Sweden, Hungary, Belarus, Austria, Serbia, Switzerland, Bulgaria, Denmark, Finland, Slovakia, Norway, Ireland, Croatia, and many others. And because we have already studied Daniel 7 in detail in the previous past podcast episodes, I'm going to do a cross-reference and linkage for you so that you can see that the Bible interprets itself and there's no discrepancies. Now try to follow along. The gold head represents Babylon and is depicted by the winged lion in Daniel 7. The silver chest and arms represent Medio Persia and is represented by the bear in Daniel 7, raised on one side with three ribs in its mouth. The bronze stomach and thighs represent Greece. And in Daniel 7 is the leopard with four wings and four heads. The iron legs represent Rome. And in Daniel 7 is depicted by the beast that is dreadful and extremely strong and has large iron teeth. And it's different from all other beasts. And this leads to the iron and clay feet which is now the region of modern-day Europe. And in Daniel 7, it prophesizes the ten horns leading to a little horn with eyes and boastful mouth that would challenge God. Now, do you understand the whole world history? The Bible has said it so nicely for us, packaged neatly with cross-references that confirms what the Bible says. Now, do you know why Christians keep saying that we're living in the end-day season? Because very logically, as we analyze these successive world kingdoms, we are living in the final defeat of iron and clay. And we're just waiting for the formation of the ten horns and the rise of the little horn, the Antichrist. How are you feeling? I hope that you're not alarmed and you're not afraid. For God did not give us these predictions for us to be afraid. But rather, He wants us to know, to be informed and to be prepared and change our minds and our hearts and attitudes, knowing the timeline that we are in to prepare us to do what He wants to do for his strategy in the end days. Isn't it amazing? 
Truly, God knows everything, and how good He is. To imagine that we would feel a bit afraid, and that's why He has written these things in the Bible. And in the right season, His Holy Spirit is awakening the understanding and comprehension of these mysteries to His people. When we walk closely with God. Live a life of obedience to Him, and interacts with His presence daily. He will start to unveil to us and explain to us many information that He wants us to know. Do you feel that your life has a purpose? You feel that all the things that you went through is not a mistake. It's not that God has forgotten you. It's not bad luck, and it's not an accident. But it is of a God who has His eyes on the timeline of the world, and a God who knows what is going to happen to the world, and a God who has made preparations for His people to carry out His end days ministry, the final ingathering. I want to tell you very honestly and truthfully that your life is not a mistake. That you being overlooked is not a mistake. That you being unfairly treated is not a mistake. That you being attacked by the agents of the kingdom of darkness is not a mistake. God is tracking what you went through. You're being prepared. You're being trained. You're being developed in your maturity, in your gifting. In your discernment, in your endurance, in your spiritual finesse as a fighter, for the clash of the two kingdoms, God's kingdom and the devil's kingdom. I can assure you that though you may feel like a misfit, but I know that of all the times God could have chosen you to live, He selected you to live in the end day season. The beginnings and the pioneering of the end day season. You have the qualities in you and the personality to thrive with God in this distressing situation. You were born for a reason, and you were selected for a reason. That God knows that you will overcome and you will thrive with God if you just let Him have His way with you. To develop you and to train you, and to discipline you, for the great things that He wants to do through you. We end this episode. I will just draw your attention to the end of Daniel two, where it gives the glimpse of the topic that the Book of Revelations will expound. At the end of the descriptions of this statue, the Bible then says that a rock. Which is Jesus struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and smashed them. And all this gold, the bronze, the silver, they all shattered under the weight of the rock of Jesus. They became broken to pieces and became like chaff on the threshing floor, where God judges and God differentiates. The wheat and the chaff. 
when all the wicked must give accountability for their deeds to Jesus the Judge. And the God of heaven will set up a heavenly kingdom that will never be destroyed, that will crush all these worldly systems and bring them to an end, and the heavenly kingdom of God will last forever. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I hope that you are blessed by what we studied today. Stay strong and stay fighting. Come join the remnant army of God as we raise from the ashes, as we rise from persecution and victimization, as we rise from disappointments, holy and pure, built upon the rock of Jesus. God bless you. Amen. Goodbye.